Welcome to the Landing Bay 04. Today, we're talking supplements. Do you need them? Coming up. I like me a good supplement every now and then, especially for things like Edge of the Empire, where there's so many supplements for uh, different classes, how to play different classes, some of the ideas that you can have, some campaigns that you can generate out of them, side quests, things of those that sort, uh, some location or lore supplements. You no, know, it's a lot of fun to kind of get into, to kind of see different ways and different ideas that you can implement some new creative things into your games. Now supplements are just that. Is there to help assist you with any RPG system? D&D has tons of supplements and tons of campaign books and tons of one-shots that you can get into. Uh, like uh, what I was talking about before, Star Wars has uh, a lot of these additional books that you can buy to help you with creativity in some of your campaigns and ways to implement some, uh, some classes and play styles, it's just extra fluff to help you out. Like in uh, a lot of the things that I like to read or supplements that I like to look over in D&D is a lot of dungeon generators, tavern generators, NPC generators that come with things like PC backgrounds, uh, NPC relationships, families, life stories, motivations and the like. Some supplements also can include more weapons, more equipment, bounties, job generators. You get the idea of what supplements do. It just helps add some additional things to your to your game, as I've said many, many, many times before. So when it comes to Starforged, do you really need supplements in those in this game? My main answer to this question would be no, because it has everything all wrapped up in one thing. Now, I know Ironsworn does have one additional supplement for it. I haven't really read it since I haven't really got into Ironsworn, but do I think that Starforge would need a supplement? Most likely not. Again, I think it has everything that you need in order to play a game and sustain a game without having to buy anything else to help support creativity, because the oracles are enough in itself. Like location generators, creature generators, NPC generators, ship generators, and along with all of those generators and random tables that you can roll on, they come with additional details like for NPCs, there are motivations, traits, what they look like, what's their name, what's their job. Settlements and locations come with their own subset of random tables as well. Like planets, you have what kind of planet it is, and depending on the kind of planet, what kind of terrain are you going to find on the planet, is there life on that planet, what kind of life is on the planet, what are some things that you'll observe in space? What are some things that you can find on the surface with settlements? Same thing. How many people are in the settlement? Why is the settlement even there with its goals or its projects? What are some rumors about it? Has been a problem for the settlement. What does the settlement even look like? It comes with all those things within the book. When I said that mainly there is no need for supplements for a Starforged, that being said, I have used at least two supplements in order to help me a little bit with the game. For instance, I have a few decks of cards 
that uh, is called Dungeon Discoveries, the sci-fi version by uh, Loresmith. And uh, it comes with three different decks, searches, locations, and story hooks, which uh, have about 50 cards per deck and so many different things on each card. Like For example, there's the searches. It comes with four items and four descriptions for those items. You draw two cards and you combine an option of your choosing or you can randomly roll and see which one gets chosen. So for instance, my character has a keypad that's hooked to his holster. That idea came from the Dungeon Discoveries sci-fi searches pack or deck. Then for NPCs, I use a supplement for that one as well, but it's not to generate the NPC background or story or what they look like, those kind of random tables. I use a thing called AI Face Generator, and you can find that at rp-gen.com. So that's Romeo, Papa, Dash, Golf, Echo, November.com. And uh, that, that little tool generates a randomized portrait for either your own character or it could be an NPC. It's a typical fantasy generator, so you have options of a human, an orc, a tiefling, and a dwarf. And you select whether it's a male or a female, click generate, and it'll create a profile picture based on your selections as best as it can. So some faces may look super odd, some faces may look super realistic, some might be a little bit grainy, others may be a little clearer, but it generates a face nonetheless. It gives you a pretty clear idea of what they look like in the face, not necessarily what they wear or some of the traits that may have. Now I use that as a supplement for every single NPC that's generated, as well as everything else. I really don't use any supplements for Starforge, which is why I think it's a genius system that it comes with everything that you need in order to generate an adventure without buying anything else that you would need to add to your game that seems like it's needed. Does that mean that uh, because you need supplement supplements for a game that the game is inherently bad or that they're just trying to make you pay more money? No, I don't think so. But what it does do is help minimize going overboard with supplements because there are so many out there that you can use, that you can modify, that you can change and make it fit into the game set that you're working with. That was the case with me when I was playing Edge of the Empire on my own as solo. I had so many supplements that I got lost in trying to find which one is appropriate at the time and then lose the momentum into the gameplay. It would have been for me better to narrow down what supplements I need and then just focus on those few instead of adding all of them all at once. For example, there was a supplement that I would calculate weather. There was a supplement that would calculate what's uh, currently going on, uh, a supplement to predict the weather that's coming up next, then a supplement for NPCs, how they converse with one another, but also how NPCs converse with a player character. There was also a supplement that I had for generating separate locations. There was a supplement for generating a cantina. There was a supplement that I had also to create a cantina name. A supplement to create uh, an NPC name, a supplement to have uh, different kinds of NPC type of gear, supplement for generating NPCs on the fly, supplement for creating plot hooks on the fly. So you can kind of understand what's going on here. There's I was using a lot just to play the game. And again, if you have a solid imagination and don't need a lot of prompts to get you going, you wouldn't need those supplements. In my case, don't have that kind of creativity so I needed them in order to propel the, the game forward which is what I like again 
about Starforge is that they have it all in one central location where there are settlements, NPCs, locations, creatures, encounters, ships, what the ship is doing, what's, what's the name of the ship, what's a derelict ship, what, what's inside a derelict ship, what's inside a derelict settlement. Defense Guide just has all of those in one central location so you don't waste time trying to figure out which supplement is the most appropriate and shuffling through several PDFs and sheets that you have gathered in order to play the game. So does that mean with Starforge you're not supposed to use any supplements whatsoever? No, I don't think so. If you think there's one that's appropriate for you, you can use it. Like in my case, I only used the Dungeon Discoveries once, and that was during the startup of the game in Session Zero. Never had to use it again. Also toyed around with the idea of using um, Une, the NPC generate not generator, the NPC emulator, which is free on Drive-Thru RPG. It's a U-N-E, Uniform, November, Echo, and that's a pretty nice supplement for really getting into the nitty-gritty of a conversation with an NPC because it gives you a focus. Based on their focus, you can then go into what the conversation is about. You can go into then what kind of state or a mood that the NPC is in, and that determines what exactly they are talking about. And at the very, very end, it'll give you a solid idea of what exactly it is that you're conversing on. A bit like an oracle that really narrows it down to exactly what they say. For example, the the NPC mood, it could be like loved, friendly, peaceful, neutral, distrustful, hostile, or hated. And that just depends on uh, the situation that you find yourself in. So usually it'll be neutral if you're going up to say a merchant and you want to ask them about something. And on the neutral side, you roll a d100 on that, and it goes from withdrawn, guarded, cautious, neutral, sociable, helpful, or forthcoming. Depending on the role, that's kind of how they're going to talk to you. So they could be guarded, meaning they may not tell you everything because they don't know who you are, and you're obviously new in the area. Then you go to the bearing. What exactly is this NPC going to be like? So again, on a d100, uh, it's between scheming, insane, friendly, hostile, inquisitive, knowing, mysterious, or prejudiced. So let's say mysterious, because you don't know... I'll just say mysterious because it makes it more fun. Then within mysterious, you then have a few more things, and that's another D100 or a D10. So it could be under mysterious, uncertainty. So again, they're guarded, it's mysterious, and they are uncertain of you. And then you go down straight to the focus, which helps you to really narrow down what their first words are going to be when you ask them whatever question it is. So let's say it's going to be um, future action. I'm just picking these at random. So future action, just you could put it all together. They may be questioning on what your intentions are for even speaking to them. And that's just getting it from they're guarded. They are mysterious. They're uncertain about what you're going to do and they're uncertain about a future action that you're going to take. Make sense? And this, at this point, would help you get really clear in mind what are their opening words when you ask them, hey, what's going on here? And because they're guarded and uncertain and wondering what you're going to do next, perhaps their opening words are not much. It all depends on what you're looking for and what your intentions are. See how easy that is? From there, you can keep those same descriptors and modifiers and the focus, the conversation focus, through the rest of the conversation, or you could take the long route and re-roll on a couple of those things, like the focus, 
and the descriptor. By descriptor, I mean the NPC bearing. So I think that could be a very helpful tool if you're struggling with NPC interactions and conversations. What is it that they exactly say to you? And what is it that they exactly say in response to your question? For me in Starforged, do I use it? Not really. And that's mostly because Starforged kind of gives me a better idea of what the NPC is about just based on the generator that it has. So when I ask them a question and based on their mood or their initial disposition, then rolling on the oracles, it becomes pretty clear what they say. But perhaps that little tip may help you out in your NPC interactions with others. So that's how supplements should be done. Very simple. Don't use too many or else you'll overwhelm yourself. I know there's so much to pick from and to choose from, but it's really up to you which ones you want to incorporate into Starforge or into any other solo TTRPG that you can imagine. Or if you're just uh, trying to GM a game, you may be able to incorporate that in, uh, in your group. In review, supplements can be good and can help you with creative prompts to continue in your game and to make it more immersive for you. But the drawback is just to make sure that you don't use too many and bog yourself down and then not be able to play at all because you're stuck trying to find the right supplement to get into. So choose between one and four supplements that you want to use and leave it at that. Or if you think Starforged on its own gives you enough creative prompts to continue on in your gameplay and still keep it immersive, just use Starforged and don't worry about searching for any other supplement. It's totally up to you. For me, Starforged is all I need, save for the NPC face generator that's done by an AI. Technically, I only use one supplement. But anyway, you figure out what's best for you. My recommendation, just stick with the core rulebook, and if you find something that you think may help you out, go ahead and incorporate it. Don't worry about trying to find one immediately. Just stick with Starforge, play through that, and see how it works for you. Now that we have a good idea of what supplements are, how to use some of them, the next episode will cover failures. Why is failure super great in Starforge, and how to use failures to then create side quests, create new vows, create new complications that make gameplay interesting rather than punishing you as the player. Until then, this is Call Sign Scooter, and I'm signing out.